love is in the air, the birds, the late night talks on the phone, the texts, that connection. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Wait a minute. Is that truly what love is all about? Is that what makes and defines a relationship? In today's episode, we'll be discussing what it means to have a spark and a flame, things you need to do to keep that flame ablaze and alive in your relationship, what to believe and what not to believe. Get those answers today coming up right now. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Home to Haven podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen and download this episode or to click the thumbnail and tune in on YouTube. We really appreciate it. We're so grateful and honored that you have opened yourself up to receive this topic today about connections and all about keeping that flame alive. For those of you, it's your first time tuning in. Again, we are so, so very grateful. My name is Terrell, and this is Jen, and we are here to give you inspiration, education, and resources to empower you to turn your home into the haven full of peace, love, and joy that you desire. Yes, thanks so much for joining us today. Stay connected with us. You can find our website at oakhavencompany.com, and there you can get all the resources Stay um, up to date with what's coming out next. We might have a workshop coming up that you want to check out. So just stay connected with us there. Also, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast, please, if you're getting anything out of this podcast, enjoying it, please give us a like and subscribe. Absolutely. All right. Today we are starting our topic on the spark in a relationship. We hear that word a lot, um, spark attached to relationships. And we're going to talk a little bit about what does that really mean? Is that something we should look for? And what we can find in the Bible that we should be looking for in our relationships? Yeah, I love that. What does the Bible have to say about our relationships? That's what we base everything on. That's our foundation. We get everything from God's word instead of the worldly kind of advice or catchphrases that you may hear a lot. But a lot of people think your relationship should start with a spark. They say, if you don't have that spark, you really have nothing to base anything on. If you go out on a first date with somebody and you don't feel that spark, you might just want to keep it moving. So what can we say to people when they're like, well, I didn't have a spark, or should I have a spark, or what is this thing about a spark? I think we need to look at, again, we got to go to Scripture. Right. And what are we basing spark on? What does that mean? What is a connection? You know, a lot of times in today's culture and society, we're mm-hmm. basing that off of emotion. We're basing right. it off of the physical and what we feel. The feeling. Versus looking for attributes in God's word. So, for instance, for me, I, I would open up the book of Proverbs and I would open up to chapter 31. And in that chapter, towards the latter end, it talks about this woman called the virtuous woman. Right. It's this woman that Solomon describes as the woman you really want to be looking for. Okay. In Proverbs 6 and Proverbs 7, he describes a woman that you don't want. <laughs> okay. She's this gorgeous woman. She's trying to trap my man. She's trying to get him in the okay. bed. Right? Okay. And that's the woman you want to get away from. Proverbs 31, he really describes in detail this woman who 
brings virtue in and takes care of her home and, you know, takes care of her husband. And so I would always go into those verses and say, okay, does this girl, like, does she have these attributes? And I would go line by line and going, okay, yeah, no, I don't really see that. No, I don't, I don't really trust her. Yeah, she doesn't really work hard. Right. You know? And I would go into that. And so that's what you really want to base and look of, is this person someone I can quote unquote have a spark with? Vice versa with the girls looking at James and talking about this husband, this man, and how right. he walks into place of leadership. So that's what we need to base the connection on. We're looking for those characteristics that God has kind of already set the guide for us. Absolutely. That this is what makes up a godly husband. This is what makes up a virtuous wife. And so the Bible lays out those specifics for us to give us the starting point. And like you said, you can build the spark from those characteristics that you find with people that you may go on a date with or start talking to. And a lot of people want to have that chemistry. That's kind of what they think is that spark. Do you think that chemistry is important? Because you may be meeting all the things on paper, but do you need that chemistry to make a marriage relationship work or last? Right. There again, the first thing is is spirit, right? Right. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it's first done in heaven. So everything that happens here in the natural has first got to come from the spirit. So we need to look to the spirit first. So my chemistry needs to be with your spirit. Right, right. right? So we need to be able to be on the same page spiritually. Do you believe the same things I do? Are we aligned spiritually? Do we pray? Do we read our Bibles, you know, individually, right? Right. right. And so there needs to be some kind of common ground that when I talk to you about the Lord, you know, you're able to communicate back to me we're able and i'm not like miles and just miles ahead of you spiritually and you know you're like what are we <laughs> going to pray and you have no idea what to say or do and mm-hmm. again not judging anyone but there needs to be that commonality the bible says spirit begets spirit so that's what we need to look for first in a relationship and then second yes you know there are some natural things that are gonna come out of that genesis 26 28 isaac uh, was getting married. This is uh, Abraham's son. Okay. And uh, they went to go get him a wife. And right. And prayed and, you know, say, hey, this girl that, you know, waters my animals. Right, me right. Ask for her. Again, a sign of a virtuous woman in those days. You know, that's going to be the, the woman for me because she had character, right? Mm-hmm. And we're looking for those traits. And that was Rebecca. And they bring her back and she covered her head because she's like, who's that dude in the, in the field? <laughs> so she had an attraction to him. And then the Bible talks about how Isaac sported or he flirted with Rebecca. Okay. So there is this intentional, you know, pursuit of your, of your wife, of your fiance, the, the person you're dating. There, there's that pursuit intentional. So yes, there needs to be some commonality that you have in the natural, but it's, first stemming from that spirit. Right. That chemistry, I think, builds off of, I know for me, like you said before, I was looking for specific things, right? So I was looking for a godly man. And so I was attracted to people that were showing those characteristics. So that kind of made my spark turn on as if they had those um, qualities of like, they knew the Bible, they knew how to pray, they were, you know, in servanthood, they were, you know, going to church, all those things that I was looking for besides right. just, I want him to be tall. Right. I want him to have a certain he physical makes, or, feature. Or he makes me laugh or he's right. fine. 
you know, those things should be unattractive when you start seeing that they don't have the other spiritual things, right? They don't give to the ministry. They don't support missions. They don't serve in the local church. Right. They have no attachment to their community. That should be a turn off. Right. Or it's just talk and they say they do, but then you're getting into those actions and maybe going on a few dates and you're realizing, well, is it really actually true what they're telling me? And so when you see those characteristics come to life, for me at least, that's what the chemistry really built off and that spark would happen because of that. Right. And, and then after marriage, for those of you who are listening who are already in your marriage, it's continuing in those things. Paul told Timothy, continue in the things that you've heard, because if you don't, you'll they'll slip. And so it's being mindful of, okay, let me go back to the Word and make sure that I'm displaying those characteristics of integrity, that I'm trustworthy, right. that I keep my Word, that I'm offering you support and security and safety. That, that I'm operating in those characteristics, that those things nurture the flame, right? You think about, uh, obviously, a fire pit outside in mm-hmm. summertime, and you've got to poke the wood, keep the, keep the ashes going. Otherwise, those embers die out. They fizzle out. They fizzle out. So year five and year 15 or month two. Right. You know, for some people. Reality sets you know, in. Reality sets in. Mm-hmm. And if you base it upon, we know the story about the, the wise men who built the house upon the sand. Mm-hmm. Well, if you built your your relationship on how he makes me feel or how right. she makes me feel, when it's a rainy day or you have a headache or you don't feel well, you know, you're not going to make that person feel good. It's got to be based on the characteristics and the traits of God's word. And it starts getting a little crumbly when those things happen. Yeah. And we also hear... A lot of people talk about how there's always going to be ups and downs in a relationship. And so when people are in a marriage, can they expect that there's always ups and downs? Is that something that's from God's word that we can be like, well, you know what? That is right or that is wrong. Should there always be ups and downs in a relationship? You know, the scripture talks about how in this world you're going to have tribulation. Right. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Amen. And so there are going to be things that you face together that's going to try your faith. But I believe and we believe that Jesus has overcome the world. So whatever we may face, we can be good cheer of good cheer. We can have joy, we can have happiness because Jesus has given us victory and overcome the world. So I don't necessarily want to say there's going to be ups and downs and ins and outs and good okay. times and bad times. You've got to be careful with that. Okay. The Bible talks about in Ephesians 4.23, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So allow us today and right now, even through this statement, this topic, to allow God's word to change your outlook, what you're expecting. Because if you're expecting ups and downs, you'll right. have downs. Okay. If you're expecting good times and bad times, you'll have some bad times. Okay. And I don't expect that. Jesus said, I can have life and have it more abundantly. That's John 10 and verse 10. Right. And so we believe and expect the good things from our Father and the good things from our Savior. And so, yes, well, there'll be things that happen. I got laid off. That was something that was unexpected. Right. We talked about that in, a, in an episode. But that was not a hard time. We walked through that because David said in Psalms, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're he will be me. with us, yes. He'll be with us. So I don't expect to be up and down having arguments one time and the next day we're sweet and one minute, right. one minute we are happy happy, and the next minute we're arguing. Fighting. We don't know what to do. That's not God. That's not right. Jesus. That's not how he treats us. We know 
how he is. And so I believe we can do the same thing. And when we build our relationship, like we said, on those characteristics that God has set forward for us in our husband and in our wife, like you're right, we can expect marriage to be good. We can expect marriage to be sweet and loving. And like you said, we're a team. We can work at this together and that, you know, even when trials and tribulations will come, which they will, the Bible tells us that they will, we face it together. Face it together. And I feel somebody kind of going like, wah, wah, or somebody's itching okay. because, oh, they're just feeding us this gospel junk. And, you know, okay. listen, you know, Jesus again said, I came for you to have life. He took all that junk when he went to Calvary, 39 stripes upon his back, nails in his hand, nails in his feet. He went through all that so that we don't have to. Right. So, again, change your outlook, change your mindset right. that, you know what, we don't have to go through junk and hell and drama and pain in order to have good times, or it's going to be some good days, there's going to be some bad right. days, and there's going to be some time where I love you and sometimes I hate you. No. Right. <laughs> you know, I want to set those expectations, not that, you know, down the line, you're going to fall off and not do what you're supposed to be doing, or you're going to get bored with me and look for somebody else, or you're going to get more consumed with work. All those things that you hear happen in other people's relationships out there. If you're setting your mind and your expectations, I married a godly man. He's going to be the leader of our house. He's going to set our family's vision. He's going to prepare our house for what needs all those characteristics that we went into the marriage for, I'm going to set my expectations and I'm going to pray for those things as well. And so we can expect those to happen. And I hold you accountable to that. You hold me accountable to that. And we grow in grace and in the knowledge of the truth. So as I stay connected in God's word, as I stay anchored in his word, as I stay anchored in prayer, I'm not going to regress. I'm only going to continue to grow Amen. and lead my house and lead my children. And as you said, not set expectations for, you know, well, I'll give you a good one because okay. a lot of people say there's going to be that seven year itch. I don't know if you've heard that phrase, but it's very, heard. very, very popular. What is it called? There's the seven year itch in marriage. Seven year itch. So seven okay. years goes down the line. You've been right. married. You're getting kind of itchy for something new. You're getting a little bored. <laughs> um, some people say, you know, it might be 10 years, maybe not okay. specifically seven years, but okay. it's going to happen. I actually heard a podcast. Okay. A couple of weeks ago <laughs> that said it was scientifically proven that it typically happened around year 10 that married couples would get that itch and maybe, you know, get a little bored with the relationship. Well, I would say to that because, you know, all that is the world, scientific. Exactly. And, you know, they're feeding us all this stuff, right? And we've got to flush out this pollution and make sure we're getting the truth, the truth of the promises of God's word. And so if we say seven, well, for me, seven is the number of perfection. Amen. It's the number of completion. Okay. Eight is the number of new beginnings. Okay. Right? So I don't receive anything negative that they're pushing our way. I'm going to receive what the promise of God is. I'm going to hold fast to that, and I'm only going to receive that. Amen. That's what we need to stand on and cast aside those society's views of things. Yeah. 
Um, even if you know people or you hear of people, why would you want to take their example <laughs> exactly. and, and apply that to your in life? Laws and parents, right? Uh, you know, people who don't know the promises of God and they're speaking this negativity, they're speaking this fear, they're speaking it they're and it happens because, right. and we receive that instead of us speaking right now, we're speaking life. So receive the life, Amen. receive the promise that we're speaking and then you'll get that. Um, there are some things, again, we talked about the spiritual part. So, yeah, we're going to pray together. We're going to spend time in God's mm-hmm. Word together. We're going to hold each other accountable together. And we're also going to do that in the natural as well. So, again, we talked about how Isaac sported Rebecca. Right. You know, we talk about how even Abraham did the same with Sarah. So there are some things you want to, guys, you want to be intentful in stoking the flame for okay your spouse, you know, you want to be able to continue to be tender and continue to be soft and gentle and meek. And, you know, you don't want to find yourself taking your, your partner for granted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's now year, whatever it is. And, you know, just get me some soda and you're (laughs) on the couch, right up the game. But really, again, taking time to intentful fester, good communication what do you need from me today? How can I be a blessing to you today? Mm-hmm. Take those. We talked about, what was it? We talked about how um, be spontaneous, but not be, but plan, but plan but, the but spontaneity. Plan, plan right. The spontaneity, thank you. <laughs> right. Of how, you know, take some time to really think about, okay, this week, what's something that I can do for Jen that, you know, would really, you know, minister to her and vice versa. Right. And when, and keeping those lines of communication open, I think, and just being open to hearing the other person and being teachable. I mean, you should be able to come to your spouse and say, you know what, we've been a little slack yeah. on, you know, what I need maybe, from and you. Maybe it's gotten stale. Right. And you got to be able to say, you know what, it's a little, it's a little stale right now. Right. A little, a little, a little salty. <laughs> right. You but, should be able to be able to listen to that yeah. and not take that in offense and then completely go off the other end and of why like, is that? like, we're done because right. she thinks that I'm not doing what I need to be doing. But you always need to be teachable and always open and always having those communication lines free. I mean, that's what makes the relationship spark. So why not take offense? Well, you should always be teachable, first and foremost. Okay. I mean, you should always be able to hear, um, like the Bible says, to be um, taught, rebuked, disciplined. Yeah. Not take that to heart that you did something wrong, but like the Bible says, the Lord disciplines those that he loves. And you should be able to take that from your spouse as well. Do you agree? 100%. Because we've talked about this, having that understanding that we're on the same team. And I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm not communicating this to tear you down. Right. I'm not communicating this to hurt your feelings. I am not communicating this to be negative. I'm communicating this because I want us to be better. I'm communicating this because I want us to go to our next level into a deeper place of intimacy. And so I'm sharing these things from my heart so that we can grow together. We can become closer to one another and we can move deeper. Like I don't believe we go ups and downs. We go up and up and up. Amen. Amen. Psalms 115 to 14, the Lord shall increase you more and more. So that's what the Bible talks about. And you just showed a great example of how, what words to actually say and how to say it. You're okay. not, you're not coming at me being like, You've screwed up. You you haven't been doing what I need. Okay. You just politely and tenderly okay. told me, hey, we're falling off. We're on the same team. I want to work together and build this up. I mean, I would 
personally respond to that way better than if you passively aggressively <laughs> told me and I I've wasn't done those things, right? I've been guilty of, you know, oh, I guess someone wasn't paying attention in right class, the sarcasm, you know, in sarcasm, and I've done that because I am sometimes apprehensive to say something. And I've learned that I'm still growing in not being passive aggressive, not, you know, hinting at what I want to say, but boldly say it. And when I say boldly, come to you in humility and say, here's what I see and here's how I feel and believe we can get better. And we talked about this as well as using the right words and the right tone, not right. just the right tone, but it is the words that it you're saying. Hundred percent, the words. So you you'll need to pray and discern yeah. what words they need to hear from you right. in order to get that communication. That's right. We hope you receive something from this quick topic, man. Time goes by quickly, but I pray you heard something today that encouraged you, that gave you some direction, gave you some insight. If you want to hear more. Email us at hi at oakhavencompany.com. We'd love to hear your response. Drop us some comments and let us know, hey, I agree with that. No, I didn't agree, disagree with that. Can you explain this more? And we'd love to have a conversation with you. That's right. And this is such an important topic. If you need a place to start in terms of praying over your spouse or yeah. praying over your home, we have a great resource for you. It is a free download, um, 10 pages, and it gives you God's promises that you can pray over your home and relationships, gives you sample prayers, and just sets that foundation of where you can start. Six categories are in this prayer guide. It's 10 pages. It'll walk you through literally step by step. You don't have to be some huge you know, guru. Right. It literally walks you through. It gives you the reference, gives you the verse, gives you what to say, and more importantly, gives you why this is important to pray for this. So it's six prayers to pray over your home. Again, take that first step of setting your home atmosphere. If you're in a relationship, beginning a relationship, or you've been in a relationship 55 years, mm-hmm. you always need to be praying for one another. Pray for one another so that you might be healed. To so go to oakhavencompany.com slash God. I'll say it again. Oakhavencompany dot com slash g-u-i-d-e slash guide and get that free resource there's nothing you need to do but just sign up get it download it and use it and get the benefits from it that's right grab it today it's a must-have resource start that foundation for your home strong thank you so much for joining us and stay tuned for next week we'll see you next week